Good morning. It's March 9th, time for a market update. As we try our best to digest uh, all these crazy headlines and, and what they're doing to our markets, you know, specifically the Russian-Ukrainian war, um, you know, there are daily daily drama plays out as the U.S. tries to respond uh, to this war and, and sanctions against Russia and what it ultimately means to our markets. We also get a USDA report today that I feel will be pretty minimal in its impact in the markets just because it's it typically lags the you know the real world uh, data so so badly. And then of course here in the next week we get a U, uh, Federal Reserve meeting where they are expected to raise interest rates a quarter percent. So in the real world uh, what's going on with the Ukrainian Russian war is relates directly to oil prices. That's really the most dynamic impact it's having on our markets. Uh, we have officially sanctioned Russian oil. Um, there's been a soft sanction by most every other country. No one's buying Russian oil and essentially trying to lock up their economy, uh, not fighting them kinetically with weapons, but fight them economically using oil, their biggest export, their biggest profit center, trying to hit that as hard as we can to hurt Russia. Uh, there are many forecasts coming out by uh, oil industry experts. They're all over the place. Uh, the only interesting piece of data that I, I have is that, you know, we set that record high in 2008 of $147 a barrel. And for in inflation adjusted, that number equals closer to 225 to $250 a barrel now. And so it's an interesting stat because we think we know what high prices are for oil, but do we really? Don't really know. I th but I thought that number was interesting. And that's why I think you're hearing some of these crazy numbers for crude oil is, is, is that ratio of where we hit in 2008 as it relates to modern times. If I do the same thing for grains, we hit a high in 2008 of 750 for corn that would equal closer to 1150 now. And then on soybeans we hit a high of 1650 and that would equal closer to $25 a bushel now for soybeans. Now this is not a forecast by any stretch of the imagination. It is just an exercise to put in perspective where prices were in 2008 and where if if we hit those similar levels today these are the prices and and this is why you're hearing some of these crazy numbers out there by some analysts there is the second order effect of the war and what it means for commodities uh, it's it's already hit the cash market here domestically where we've seen you know big high volatility in wheat prices and corn prices that has forced some underfunded elevators uh, to liquidate their hedges. Okay, uh, and what that means is they, you know, if you're an elevator and you hedge 10 million bushels of corn last fall at five dollars, and corn is now 750, you've been you've been forced to maintain those hedges all the way through this, and and eventually some of these businesses are running out of lines of credit so they're being forced to liquidate their positions in the cash market and and that's a sign that we're stressing the system okay it's also a sign that we need to make sure that we're doing business with large financially secure reputable businesses 
so we don't get caught up in what could be record volatility uh, this fall and and not have a contract when we get there okay so let's make sure we we deal with large financially secure companies okay this is across the board this is every commodity this is cotton wheat and and the grains the other order effect a second order effect of course is is, is fertilizer prices russia last week banned fertilizer exports europe announced uh, this morning, a, a couple of their plants will be shut down because of high nat gas prices. And so the stress on fertilizer prices are only going to get worse, not better. Uh, food insecurity is also a problem. You're going to hear more and more about uh, food uh, prices hurting underdeveloped nations and, and mass starvation. That's also going to be something you're going to read about in the news over the next several months. And then, of course, Balance sheets are still very much up in the air. As the if the Ukraine war uh, continues, there's a very strong possibility the corn crop in Ukraine never gets planted, and that would have, you know, a severe impact on the global balance sheet for corn. We're already at record low stocks to use ratios on corn and beans globally, and wheat may be headed that way depending on how the war plays out. Uh, so it's putting a lot of stress on the northern hemisphere, the United States, Canada, to step up and make a record crop. So we're going to have a lot of volatility this summer tied to weather uh, on U.S. crops. The other thing that's happened with this massive spike in wheat prices is that feed demand for wheat has more than likely fallen hard. It's not known very well but uh, we do feed a lot of wheat globally to animals and of course when you spread wheat four to five dollars a bushel above corn you stop that and then you get then you're forced to feed more corn so we're shifting the balance sheet even more toward feeding of corn away from wheat tightening the corn balance sheet as it relates to our inputs here uh, we're going to use any dip to buy more fuel. Today is a good day to start. Make sure you stay in front of this fuel story. We've talked about it for quite a while now, but if you don't have fuel bought for the summer, please go out and do that. Get that covered. Buy as much physical as you can. And for those of you, you know, that want to use options, you know, use any pullback uh, to buy calls. We want to stay in aggressive on input purchases, fertilizer, chemicals, parts. Um, all these products are, are still very vulnerable to massive price spikes. I know you don't want to hear this, but I just don't think the farmer is in any position to negotiate price. We may say to these distributors, ah, I'm not going to pay that and, and I'm, you know, you're going to eventually have to come to me because I'm not going to buy it. That's just not going to work this year. Um, there is a structural problem with availability of fertilizer that has yet to rear its head. So don't get cute on input purchases stay aggressive on this as aggressive as you can from a marketing standpoint here because there's been so much volatility in the corn balance sheet globally as it relates to ukraine as it relates to input insecurity and record high fuel prices i'm going to pull all my corn offers for new crop corn i don't want to sell december corn at 680 690 i don't want to sell 23 corn uh, those offers we had working at the 590 area, $6 area, 
so we're going to pull all our corn offers until I get a better handle on whether Ukraine is going to plant this crop and what our input prices are going to be. Soybeans are kind of in a different situation. Uh, they don't have the input risk that corn has. Uh, so we're going to stay a touch more aggressive on beans than we are versus corn. For those of you that um, did not take advantage of that last spike in November beans to 1540-1550, please make sure you have those orders in at 1530 November beans and go ahead and get that get up to 40% sold there. Um, that's still a super profitable number for us versus the input prices. And then if we can get anywhere near $16, we're going to hit beans again. I'm still very bullish beans, but I'm going to do I'm going to be a touch more aggressive on my risk management profile for my farmers um, selling beans and holding corn. Uh, the recent events in in Russia and and these this input insecurity and the volatility has pushed my bias again toward being a touch more aggressive on selling beans and holding of corn. For wheat, uh, our options are too expensive now to use for hedging the other 50%. We're sold 50% around $9. We're just going to wait for harvest, and we're going to market the other half of our wheat crop off the combine. If for some reason the summertime market spikes one more time, which is totally possible, and we can get 23 wheat closer to $9. Uh, we're going to go ahead and, and make some sales for 23 wheat closer to $9. Right now, it's uh, it's at 8 So we're going to lay low on wheat for 23 Cotton, there's been uh, no change in our stance. I think once this correction is over, tied to the uncertainty of the stock market, um, we're gonna, we will get one final push to that 134, 135 area on May cotton. We will finish out those this year's marketing for those that have any old crop, and of course we'll use that spike to get those puts, those 90 cent puts purchased between two and three cents a pound. So that just depends, uh, you know, how many puts you buy depends on how much physical crop you've been able to sell and your confidence in your production for next year. That's the update. Wanted to uh, get that out before the report here uh, this afternoon. Again, these are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS. Thank you.